Welcome to Continual Gift of Self, the podcast of talks, fervorinos, and homilies from Loper Catholic and the St. Teresa of Calcutta Newman Center. You can learn more about St. Teresa's and the Lord's work on the college campuses in Kearney, Nebraska by connecting with us on our website, lopercatholic.org, as well as our Facebook and Instagram pages with the handle at lopercatholic. With all that out of the way, enjoy the installment of Continual Gift of Self, and please pray for us. God bless. Today we celebrate the second Sunday of Lent, and it's important um, as we continue our journey of Lent, just a couple things, and first just a reminder to college students as we go into spring break, not to take a vacation from your vocation, your vocation to holiness. Don't let spring break be an opportunity to just kick your feet up uh, and unplug from your pursuit of a relationship with Christ and His for you. Uh, This is a time when we can really grow and continue to grow. This is important to continue uh, in that journey. But we also need to, to recall our salvation history. It's important for us to remember as we walk through Lent, if we don't understand history, we'll never understand the cross. If we don't understand what humanity has gone through, how God has been present with humanity, we'll never understand what's truly happening when Jesus dies on the cross and rises from the dead. And so today, um, in today's gospel, this transfiguration passage, it's important to remember uh, a couple things. Number one, we want to compare, first of all, this episode at the transfiguration with Mount Sinai. Jesus as the new Moses leading Israel into a new exodus. Uh, There's a parallel between them, not just a parallel, but a fulfillment uh, in these passages. So that's first point. Second, who is this Jesus who's being revealed? What happens on the Mount of Transfiguration? What do we see? And lastly, what do we take from that? What do you and I, what can our journey of faith be enhanced by this reflection, by this event, by this invitation of our Lord? So first, just a parallel Sinai with the Transfiguration. If we look back at Mount Sinai, it was this culmination of an event that Moses was called on. He was called by God to Sinai, to, to the burning bush, where God revealed that I am who I am. He sent Moses into Egypt to free his people from slavery, 480 years of slavery in Egypt. So Moses went and through the ten plagues, and Moses was or God was able to get Pharaoh to release his people, and they they left, went through the Red Sea, and then went through the desert to the base of Mount Sinai. And there Moses went up Mount Sinai, stayed at the top for forty days, and during that forty days, um, he was revealed to him the law of God the Ten Commandments, the new law of Israel that was to guide people into the deepest commandments, the most full commandments, love of God and love of neighbor. Moses came down the mountain after spending 40 days with the Lord, 40 days in contemplation. His face radiated like the sun. But Moses' face radiated like the moon. It was a reflection of the light of God, the glory of God, 
He revealed the Ten Commandments and led the Israelites for 40 years as they purified as a nation into the Holy Land, the Promised Land. Moses took with him up the mountain the high priest Aaron and two brothers who were of his inner, inner circle of advisors. He took with him a priest and two brothers up the mountain to be with him. That's an important detail as well. The people received the law of God that was written on stone tablets and they put that on their heart and on their forehead and they remembered that law and it guided them. Today we, re- we see before us the Mount of Transfiguration, traditionally Mount Tabor. Jesus goes up the mountain. He takes with him Peter, James, and John. Peter, the high priest. James and John, the brothers, sons of Zebedee. They accompany him up the mountain. And there he is transfigured before him, before them. Jesus appeared, all of a sudden, appeared as the sun. His clothes radiant white. But Jesus didn't appear like Moses did in the glory like a reflection of the glory of God. The light was coming from him. It wasn't the moon, he was the sun. The glory of God, the doxa of God, shone forth for Peter, James, and John to see. And they were in awe, and they dropped down to their face in front of the glory of God. And there, the fullness of the Trinity was revealed with Moses and, and Elijah, the law and the prophets, right next to Jesus. Jesus is the incarnation, the embodiment of the, it's the, the covenant, the Ten Commandments in flesh in the person of Jesus. And he reveals that in the fullest of ways. The cloud of glory, the cloud of presence appears. The same cloud that led the Israelites through the desert appeared there, overshadowed them. Cloud, always you think cloud or fire or dove or oil, it's the Holy Spirit. Just That's who it is. And then the voice from heaven, the Father himself. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Just like the Father spoke to Moses and wrote the Ten Commandments in stone, he speaks to the Apostles. The same, saying Jesus himself is the commandment of my new law. Listen to him. Jesus appearing in a transfigured state on Mount Tabor. He was simply allowing the apostles to see his unveiled glory. Jesus didn't change. He was transfigured meaning the veil was pulled back. But it was the same Jesus that the Blessed Mother held in her arms. The same Jesus who wandered uh, uh, in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights that we heard about last Sunday. The same Jesus who sat and ate breakfast with the apostles that very morning. He just showed them and revealed to them his relationship with the Father, that he's always in that relationship 
of love, the reciprocal relationship of love, Father, Son, and Spirit, was shown to them. The glory of God is in relationship. So there wasn't some change in Jesus. It was a revelation of, a theophany is what that's called, of God's own glory and the relationship of God. So Moses, or not Moses, but Peter was right in saying, I want to stay here forever. I don't want to leave. We're dwelling in the presence of God. But it wasn't yet time. So now for us, third point, now for us, this is who Jesus is. Peter, James, and John were able to see that revelation. Their eyes of faith were opened up and they could see who Jesus truly was. What clouds our vision? That same Jesus will be right here on the altar in about 10 minutes. The same Jesus that shone like the sun. The same Jesus who's in perfect relationship with the Father and the Spirit. That same cloud of glory will descend upon the altar in a real true way. How do we not see it? It doesn't mean we don't have faith. It means we need more faith. What blocks our vision of God is when we lose sight of our end. You and I, our proper end, and the only one we really have is union with God. It's being there on the Mount of Transfiguration, but in the Mount of Heaven. Our proper end is in eternal relationship with God, just like Jesus is and how he lived his whole life in relationship. When we lose sight of that and put things that are meant to help us along that path as an end in themselves. It blinds our eyes to the glory of God. There's certain things that you and I need in this life. We need health. We need um, a, a spiritual life, education, jobs, all these things. They're basic needs in our life. But those things can become ends in themselves. And when they're cut off from their proper end, which is God, it loses direction, clouds our vision, and creates chaos. I love doctors and nurses, and I'm super thankful for them existing and, and giving them themselves and dedicating themselves. Even personal trainers and physical therapists. They're wonderful, wonderful people that help others. But we can also make our health an end in itself. Our health becomes all there is. How many research dollars are spent trying to keep people, find the fountain of youth? Surgeries to, to look like I did when I was in my 20s. Well, a lot of you are still in your 20s. <laughs> but there's so much research being done. And it can be good but it becomes an end in itself sometimes. 
Like I want to live in this life forever. <coughs> Quite frankly, I, I don't. My knees hurt more every day. <laughs> I move slower every day. I want to go to heaven. <laughs> but I think we, by we, I do too, get caught up in trying to live in this life forever, making on my health an end in itself. Same with entertainment. I can make that an end in itself. It's meant to just bring joy to my life, celebrate the, the, the talents of others, just loving those who can entertain and are funny, um, who can you know, act and, and create things to make us laugh and, and see beauty. But that, again, just like health, isn't an end in itself. It's meant to be enjoyed. Education, teachers, professors, give of themselves. I'm thankful for them as well. Education, when it loses its telos or proper end, it becomes an ideology. And it creates chaos. And you could, I could list, go on and on and on. Those things we want to keep as means to our greater end, everyone. Because what happens when we make the means the end, when those things become ends in themselves, we lose sight and vision of God. It blinds us to the reality that's before us at all times. It's a blinding thing in our eyes. We can't see God. We can't see his face radiate like the sun. We can't see the cloud of glory and we can't hear the voice of the Father. Behold my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Lastly, my desire for all of us during Lent is that we can see ourselves with the, that same eye. You and I were baptized into Jesus Christ. If you could see unveiled who you really are, we're meant to be like Mary, to radiate the glory of, of God, like the moon. Moses and Mary, anybody but God is the moon, right? But the same unveiled, like I would be blind if I could see that, which shows that I need faith too, right? When I look out and see that radiance, just like you do for your body, how often has your soul hit the gym, so to speak? The gym of the chapel. How often does your soul go on a diet? How often does your soul educate itself about the things of God? How often does your soul spend in entertainment with the Lord, being entertained by the angels and saints in heaven? How often do I spend time like that? And really investing into my soul, that which lasts for eternity. Today, Jesus is transfigured before us to continue our journey towards the cross. Let's turn our minds and hearts to our proper end. Reflect on him and his transfigured, glorified body to inspire us and help us stay on track in our journey to the cross and into heaven.